Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mine community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Ben Turney, who's the CEO of Kavanga Resources, who are a mineral exploration company listed on the London Stock Exchange, focused on mine, mining within the friendly jurisdiction of Botswana. Um, ben has a background in the financial markets and has also worked as an investigative writer. So he's been involved in many transactions within the mining industry. Um, and he's here today to tell us a little bit about Kavanga Resources and to give us an update on the exciting things that, that they're uh, actually getting involved in now. So that's welcome, Ben, to the podcast. How are you doing, Ben? I'm great, thanks, Rob. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. It's a Monday uh, at the time of this recording. So yep. start of a new week. And I wonder if you can give us a uh, bit of a background about yourself, about your career. Obviously, I mentioned you're in the financial markets and uh, um, and you were a um, investigative writer. So be interested to hear a little bit about your background and your career. Um, and then we can talk about uh, Kavango Resources. Yeah, sure. So I, I came into financial markets about 12 years ago. I've had a, a pretty unconventional rise to where I am today. So I haven't gone through any of like the traditional routes. You know, I didn't work my way up through a corporation. I didn't come in through the city. I came in originally as a, as a private investor, uh, as a writer. Uh, I've always enjoyed writing. I like to think I'm pretty good at it. Um, and I found sort of very quickly that, that my skills were in demand early on. So this was at, towards the tail end of the last big mining boom, sort of like 2009, 2010, around about that time. I spent a few years um, doing sort of standard corporate work um, in the space, so looking at small cap exploration plays. And I very quickly found that there was a lot that I was pretty uneasy with. There was a lot that I saw um, in terms of how companies were behaving, how city professionals were behaving, how investors were behaving that I didn't really like. And through a series of happenstance, I suppose, I ended up working for a website called Share Profits, which I know um, obviously is controversial to this day. You know, Tom Winifred, the owner, is very well known. I spent a number of years working under Tom. We we had our ups and downs in that relationship, but overall, I think we got to a good place in the end. And um, I ended up as editor of Share Profits. And during that time, I did a lot of investor, investigative work. So I, um, I looked at sort of basically white collar fraud, um, looking at sort of some of the more nefarious things that were happening in our space. And it was a really good grounding because I think what it did was it, it opened my eyes up to the reality of this market. So while I'm a, I'm a passionate believer in free markets and all the good that they can do, the innovation, the creativity, the economic development, how they can really change people's lives for the better. Um, it is also a bit like playing with fire. And you know, while fire can nourish and sustain, it can also burn and people have to be careful. They have to understand the environment they're working in. So, so I spent um, a good number of years doing that. Um, I moved from there into shareholder activism. Um, I led a number of 
successful activist campaigns looking to replace boards on various companies. But each one of those situations I took over was um, really sort of at death's door. So there wasn't really much to salvage. You know, gave it a good shot from 2016 through to about 2019. But unfortunately, you know, those companies that I took over wasn't able to bring those back. Although, watch this space. There might be a bit, bit of news on both of them. I can't say too much at the moment, but we've got a few things that I've been lining up. One of the things about me is I'm not the sort of person who gives up. Once I've made a commitment to something, I see it through to the end. And hopefully there'll be sort of some positive news at the end of what's been quite a long story with those companies. Um, but that really gave me a great grounding in the practicalities, the nuts and bolts, the mechanics of, of actually running these sorts of businesses. And that's what really brought me up to Cavango up to this day. I've, I've got a quite a successful investor relations company um, that's private, that's mine. We do all of our work in North America. We do some in the UK. Uh, so I brought into this a lot of entrepreneurial experience, a lot of business experience, and of course, a lot of investor relations experience as well. And it all seems to have come together at exactly the right time and exactly the right opportunity right that's good 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 to hear and obviously you've uh, had a a varied background and probably seen a lot of things which we'll probably go into a, a little bit later on in this podcast so um what did you, you can tell us a little bit about Cavango resources so Cavango was set up in 2012 by Mike Moles and Hilary Gumbo um, we're a metals exploration company with 15,000 square kilometers of ground in Botswana. So we're a single jurisdiction focused business. And we're looking across a number of different geological models, different geological regions within the country. But our competitive edge is our, our, our skill set and our abilities in geophysics. Botswana is a fantastic jurisdiction to work in. Um, it's been a very stable country, a very developed economy, very clearly defended legal system, clear transfer of power. I mean, it really is a, a great environment to operate a company in. But one of the things that's held Botswana's um, geological or mining industry back a bit, even though mining is important over there, is the presence of these Kalahari sands. So the country is about the size of France. I think it's actually slightly larger than France. But 70% of it is covered at, by, at time, quite thick desert, which obviously restricted historic exploration. The geology just doesn't come to surface, which is how a lot of historic uh, mines and large-scale mines were found. So we, Hillary and Mike, they viewed what Botswana really as being largely a virgin territory. And because of significant updates and upgrades in modern um, remote sensing technology, and that's on, so using geophysical methods, Hillary's vision was that we could use this technology, a company could use this um, technology to penetrate through those Kalahari sands, see deeper into the ground, build up much clearer geological models and maps of what is actually subsurface with a view to identifying drill targets to find the next generation of large scale mineral deposits. So that was the original vision for Kavango, and that's the vision that we're living today. And it's so far, it's and certainly over the last 18 months, the, the story has really started to take off and we're seeing some great results in the field. And we've now got a number of really exciting projects, in particular in the Kalahari Suture Zone, where we're, we're drilling for the biggest target the company's identified to date. But our risk is somewhat spread because um, while on the one hand, obviously we're single jurisdiction, because of the nature of the projects we're working on, we're looking at different geological settings, so different deposit models. But our our belief is through use of the technology that we have available to us today, we can unlock those and make commercial discoveries. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your business model and how can investors uh, expect to see a return? Yeah, it's a great question in this space. It's always one that you know is a bit is unanswered. It's, you can sort of present this blue sky vision, and everyone can get very exciting about finding a you know the next major metal deposit. But then, you know, how are investors actually going to see a return now? One of the mistakes that I've seen, you know, from personal experience a lot in this industry is that when small companies 
find a major deposit, they'll typically then go and try and develop that deposit into a mine themselves. So they try to transition from being a minerals exploration company to a mining development business. They're two completely different business models. We are very much a minerals exploration play. We know what our core skills are. We know where our abilities, where our talents lie. And because of the nature of the opportunity in Botswana, we've got a huge amount of opportunity that's open in front of us. So our business model is very much focused on we make the discoveries, we develop the discoveries up to the point that they can be sold. But there's obviously still enough blue sky built into that. We want to obviously achieve maximum sell on price. But then to hand the projects over to much more established firms, companies that have those core competencies that are required to develop mines, because it's obviously it's a very complex and, and challenging business to pursue. So I think it's a huge mistake that a lot of companies in our sp space make. And a lot of it really comes down to vanity. You see a lot of directors um, out there who they obviously like to pay themselves the big bucks. Um, they like to you know sort of run large companies as, as they see it. So they try and take these projects on. And I'm afraid to say, ultimately, they ruin them. From our point of view, we think there's a huge amount of um, opportunity and upside in our model by really focusing on what we're best at looking to cash in on what we're best at. And obviously, once we've made one discovery and we've sold that, well, we have a pipeline of other opportunities for us to pursue. There really is, there's so much opportunity in Botswana that uh, we think that this is, a, this, is, this is going to be huge for us and our shareholders. Um, just going back to your background, how did your sort of, um, your background align with the company uh, and what brought you to Kavanga Resources? Well, if I could answer that question a bit in reverse. So yeah. um, back, what originally brought me to Kavango was in 2018, um, through my investor relations company, I was actually in introduced to Mike Moles when Kavango was first listing. So as I mentioned earlier, the company was set up in 2012, but it didn't actually list until summer 2018. But in January 2018, I was introduced to Mike. I had a probably three-hour Zoom call with him in the end. Mike does like to talk, anyone who's ever spoken to him. But just listening to him and listening to his technical vision for what's possible in, in Botswana, I found it absolutely fascinating and sort of really drawn to this. I thought that Mike, and obviously subsequently I got to meet Michael Foster, who recently re retired. I thought these were really stand-up guys. You know, they were honest. They were really pursuing this, this vision, this dream that they had for Kavango. This wasn't the sort of... The type of company that I'd seen a lot of in sort of other areas within our space where, you know, you question, you know, what are the directors? What are their real motivations? With these guys, it was clear from the very beginning that they were serious about what they what they wanted to do. And it was a very big vision as well, particularly in the Kalahari Suture Zone, where we have this huge project that we're working on at the moment. So I put in quite a significant amount of money into that, into the IPO personally. And so I backed it from the start. Um I stayed in touch with them over the following years on a fairly loose basis. So we did a bit of bit of sort of ad hoc IR for them here and there, but they didn't engage fully. And you know, unfortunately for them, by April 2020, things weren't working out so well. The share price was down to about 0.8 pence, but there was still this huge narrative. I felt there was some some things that could be changed, a bit of fine tuning, and you know, we could really get things moving again. So a financing was put together. £400,000. And as part of that financing, I was asked if I could go in and act as a consultant to work with Mike and Michael to help them sort out the communication side of their business. So over the rest of the year, we had a lot of success with that. Um, that culminated in November 2020. We raised £2 million at 2.75 pence. So the share price had gone from 0.8. I think it peaked at about 3.3. We raised at 2.75, 2 million pounds. That was the most that Kavango had ever raised by this point. I helped put that deal together through the new broker that I brought in. And um, it, you know, things were going you know, very, very well. And I was, I was very flattered then in early December 
to get a call from Mike asking if I'd like to join the board um, with a view ultimately to becoming CEO. Michael Foster was coming towards the end of his career. You know, he was thinking about what to do when he retired. And based on the work that we'd done together over the course of 2020, they frankly, they took quite a big risk with me because um, at that point it wasn't clear, you know, how would I work out in a role like this? It's the first time I'd sort of taken this step into the public arena while quite a lot of what I've done has been in the public domain. It was the first time I'd taken on this type of role in you know, a listed vehicle. So they took that chance and I'm um, delighted to say so far it's worked out. Um, in terms of the skills that I brought and from the experience I have, I think there's one thing in particular that's really enabled me to, to, to do what I've done over the last 12 months and the effect that I've had on the business. I mean, of course, it's been a team effort, but I'm aware of, of my contribution. And it's, I think it's my, my ability to see the market for what it really is. I'm, I'm very pragmatic, ruthlessly pragmatic at times sometimes. Um, but I think I, I see things very, very clearly. And um, that really means that that helps us avoid, I think, a number of the mistakes that other executive directors can make when they're handling the market and some of the you know the less nice things that can happen in this space. So for example, we will never allow a short to close out a short position in a placing with us. That for us is an absolute red line. And I've put that message out there and I think people have understood that. And as a result of that, I think you know it'd be a very brave person who would short Cavango resources. And if you look at our share price performance over the last 12 months compared to a lot of our peers, I think that that knowledge that is out there, I think, has actually helped us a great deal. So I think that's probably the, the the main skill and experience that I've had. It's really what I've learned about how this market actually operates, not how people think it operates or even worse, think it should operate. Um, and obviously, you've been probably, I suppose, you've been thrown in at the deep end as a, the CEO. How has the, the job met your expectations? Yeah, thrown in the deep end. I think yeah, thrown in the deep end, sort of fully clothed in my boots. It feels like at times. Yeah, look, it's been it's been a steep learning curve. Um, I mean, obviously, this was new to me. This type of business, the nature of it, is very complicated. It's on the other side of the world as well. So there was all sorts of there've been all sorts of challenges over the last twelve months. Um, in terms of what I know now and sort of what I knew then, I'm probably about to start saying, is it Rod Stewart at you? Uh, maybe. Um, but so no, it's, it's, um, it certainly hasn't met, sort of been what I expected. Um, I think sort of when I came into this, I had a number of ideas. Those were pretty much blown out of the water straight away. Um, but the, the, actual, the actual experience of working in this company, I, I feel like I've taken to it very quickly. I've, I've quickly learned the lessons that I needed to. And above all, I don't really feel we've made many mistakes along the way so far. I think that pretty much we've taken the right steps. I've also been extremely fortunate, and I'm, I'm glad I've remembered to say this. I've been surrounded by great people. The support that I've had in this business has been phenomenal from top to bottom. So I think we've got a, we've got a great team. Um, you know, We've got a great future ahead of us. We're well-financed. We've great projects and it really does feel like everything's come together really nicely for 2022. And can you tell us a little bit about the team and sort of what what skills or what advice have they sort of um, given you? Yeah, well, I'm surrounded by some really good people. Um, obviously, at the top, uh, we've got the board of directors. There are Mike and Michael, who I've got the long-standing relationship with. You know, we've had our We've had our challenges over the last 12 months. So I'm not sure they quite knew what they got themselves into when they brought me in. Um, you know, there's some things I've wanted to do that they weren't overly happy with. There's some things they wanted to do that I wasn't overly happy with. But I think we've we've found really good common ground between us and been able to move the company forward very positively. We've, of course, got David Smith as our chairman. David uh, joined the board at the same time I did. David um, was the company's lawyer. He uh, was a senior partner at Druce's. 
and he's made the transition from 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 career lawyer to to non-executive chairman i think absolutely brilliantly i mean he's been the cool head in the room when things have got a little bit heated and has enabled us and helped us all to find a way forward for the best interest of the business which has been extremely helpful and david's advice and guidance has, has been a real support to me over the year and of course then there's hillary uh without hillary this business wouldn't exist and we wouldn't be anywhere near where we are today his village his his vision his 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 understanding his his deep deep sort of affinity with with geophysical modern geophysical methods has given Cavango such a compelling cutting edge and uh, yeah we I, I can't imagine where the company would be without him to be honest and what Hillary's also has provided us as well is the link between what's happening in Botswana and obviously what's happening at the UK PLC. So while Hillary obviously is a Zimbabwe national and he's less, much less involved in the day-to-day -day now, we've, we've built a team on the ground that's performing all of the operational work and Hillary's now, role now is much more geophysics. But over the last 12 months, Hillary's really helped sort of make sure that the transition has worked very, very smoothly so that we've been able to make the improvements we have in the business. Now, alongside obviously the board of directors, we've also made a number of key hires over the last 12 months. So we brought in a new exploration manager called John Lauderdale. You know, he's had a career working all over Africa. And I mean, this guy is a, he's a, he's a human force of nature in terms of the effect he's had on the business. He's been with us six months now on the ground. He's, he's transformed our local operations. We have Tipson Grassani, who's formerly the CEO of the Botswana Geological Institute. So he's, he's a very well-known figure in this space um, in Botswana. And he's taking care of the corporate side of the company uh, down uh, down on down in Botswana, and you know having tips on board again, lots of experience, lots of contacts. He's just making sure that we we are ready to grow and that the infrastructure we have in place is suitable for a business as ambitious as ours. We then also have a number of other people helping us on the technical side. Uh, Jeremy Bread is one. Um, so Jeremy's a Canadian geophysicist. He'd worked in the in uh, Botswana previously, and and Jeremy's input since I've known him since last March. I mean, it's been a huge education because, of course, coming into this role, one of my big gaps was the fact that I just don't have the geological or geophysical experience. You know, this is not my area. So being surrounded by these these real experts, real professionals, people who are, who are just fantastic at what they do, has given me a wonderful opportunity to learn, which is how I'm able to talk to our shareholders and talk to the market as confidently as I am, because I'm getting the best possible preparation from the best possible people. Um, you've been very uh, active promoting Cavango. Um, are you trying to sell some shares or is there something a little bit more to that to it than that? There's definitely a lot more to it. Look, I mean, my, my job here, let's not you know, make any bones about it. I am here to sell stock. I mean, that's clear. You know, we're in a very competitive market space. We're a business that's reliant on raising funds to, to, to go out and, and deliver our, our operational plans. We're not, we don't generate revenue. I think this is a, a taboo a lot of CEOs are not, not comfortable talking about. Well, I am because it's my job. So I'm here, obviously, to present you know, the, the, the story in the best possible light I can. But for anyone who, who knows me and anyone who's followed my career over the last 10 years, what they also will know about me is that I will do the right thing. I'm not the sort of person who would simply put my name and my reputation to a company that I didn't truly believe in. So, yes, I am here to sell stock and you know to sell our vision, present to the market the blue sky vision that we're so excited about. But I'm also here because we are so excited about it. I mean, there is there is so much going on underneath the surface in this company. And of course, you know, we update the market as quickly as we have can when we have anything definitive to report. But there's a lot that's going on that at the moment isn't quite definitive. It's nearly there. And, you know, I, I'm desperate to get out and start, you know, 
telling people about you know what we're actually doing but there of course there are rules and regulations account around this kind of thing and what i'd say is that maybe ask that question to me again in 12 months time and let's see where we are and hopefully by then you'll see that there is a lot more to this business than just simply a, a stock promote yeah, certainly. Um, a lot of investors are nervous of uh, small cap stocks and petty shares um, and sort of tend to stay away from them. Are they right or are they wrong? Or are there certain companies that may be different from other companies? And maybe what, what should investors look out, look out for? I think it's a tough question to answer that. I think the answer is both right and wrong. Um, this space can be a dangerous one. I mean, you, you are swimming. It's a, it's a piranha pool and you have to be aware of that um, when you come into it. I think, you know, the idea of sort of a lot of the protections that are meant to be there for private investors and safeguards, in reality, they aren't so effective. So there is that Latin phrase, caveat emptor, buyer beware. It really is up to the individual to, to you know, take responsibility for their own purchasing decisions. Now, I mean, I could go on about sort of areas of the market that I think, you know, it would be better to improve. But what I would say is that with the right approach, the right focus, the right discipline, the right research, there's a lot that we as individuals can do to reduce that risk. So while, yes, there are a lot of risks inherent in the market itself because of the way the market functions, there is also incredible opportunity. And if you're able to find those companies that are genuine businesses being run with genuine intent, with genuine upside and a very clearly defined funding strategy, because that is very important. And in terms of the, what we've done with Kavango, I look at the warrant structures we put in place to provide us with access to funds as we deliver on our operational plans. If you can sort of meet all of those criteria, then you can make life-changing amounts of money in this space. But it's not an easy space. I think people who just simply want to have an easy investment, you know, put some money into a stock and just wait for it to grow because they've read about it on a bulletin board or on Twitter, you're going to get eaten alive at the end of the day. You really do have to be prepared to come and put the effort in, put the hours in, put the dedication in. And if you can do that, then you can you can see and to generate phenomenal returns. So definitely an area to be careful in, but also if done in the right way, it can change your life. Um, and sort of lastly, assuming that you're right about the, the small cap exploration stocks uh, present obviously strong, a strong opportunity, um, what's the outlook for the market? Um, and then subsequently, what's the outlook for Cavango over the next 12 to 18 months? Well, I can really only talk about my space. Um, and in terms of metals exploration, I'm extremely bullish. Uh, you just need to look at metal prices over the last 18 months, uh, nearly two years now, and they've been through the roof. There is, as far as I'm concerned, a tidal wave of money heading in our direction. Now, if you look at what's happened over the last 10 years since the last major mining boom, there's been hardly any investment in, in metals exploration. Um, stockpiles, of course, across the majors have been um, diminishing as they've worked through you know, various mines and production has come off stream. But there hasn't been that supply to, you know, to replace that, to replenish that. Of course, we've now had COVID and we have all these, and the pandemic, and we have these stimulus measures that are being put in place, huge infrastructure programs that are being planned, which of course has led to huge demand at a time when supply has been restricted. And of course, with the inflationary pressures that we're seeing out here now, because of fiscal and monetary policy, you know, US inflation last week was up at 7%. This is enormous for our space. It tells us there is a huge amount of cash out there just waiting to find a home. And my belief is that we are a few transactions, so a few M&A transactions where some smaller exploration companies, hopefully like Cavango, once we've made a discovery. But I think you see a few of those get bought out and we're going to see some real fireworks in this space as speculative money pours in. 
Ben, really appreciate your time uh, in um, taking the time to tell us a little bit about Cavango Resources and um, obviously your experiences uh, within the industry. If our um, audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions um, around obviously your expertise um, and if they want to know a little bit more about Cavango Resources, how can they go about doing that? And are you across sort of social media platforms? Yeah. Easy enough. So I'm I'm on Twitter. I'm pretty active on Twitter. So I'm Ben underscore Turney. My DMs are open. So feel free to message me anytime. Also on our announcements as well. My email address is on all of our announcements. So I'm happy to talk to anybody who wants to talk about Kavanga. I'm always happy to answer any questions from shareholders. So, So please do get in touch. Yeah. Ben, like I said, pr- really appreciate your time. Wish you well uh, over the next 12 months and perhaps uh, you can come on uh, at the end of the year or even in next year after. Hopefully you've got some, uh, obviously you're going to have a lot of uh, news flow uh, throughout the year. Um, but when you've obviously made some uh, significant significant discoveries or really some big news, then I'm happy for you to come back on the, the podcast later this year or next year. Brilliant. Thanks very much for having me, Rob. No worries. Hope uh, hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to uh, listening to Ben. Um, appreciate if you can share share this episode amongst obviously people within the industry and even like I said, people outside of the mining industry that may want to invest in in the industry. Because as Ben mentioned, there's going to be a lot of money entering entering our um, sector. So um, hopefully, uh, people don't miss the boat and um, listen to some of these podcasts. Um, we'll give them a good idea of uh, what they need to do. So um, pr- appreciate your, your continued support. And until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.